What I noticed is the um, sort of the merging of the far right, for example, with the wellness industry or discourses that come from kind of new age ideas. Liberals were relying a lot more on the slant and credibility of the source to make these judgments. So this made them more sort of susceptible to misinformation from liberally slanted sources. One would expect if you have this preference for hegemonic masculinity that you would support leaders who would display these athletic feats such as, you know, I'm impervious to the virus or I just need to take a couple shots. So, and this was something that their constituents, their base, it really channeled also their understandings of what it meant to be a, a man. There was that kind of um, diffidence towards uh, the institutions uh, that it can be associated with forms of left-wing radicalism. And that was also connected with a kind of radical environmentalism, diffidence towards corporations, a kind of small is beautiful philosophy. Hello and welcome to the inoculation. Today we're going to give you a quick update of what's in store for our listeners um, this upcoming season. My name's Eva von Schaper. My name is Davide Pechkaite, and this season I will be broadcasting from Florence in Italy. Oh, that sounds so exciting. What are you going to be doing in Florence, Daiva? So I will join the European University Institute and their team to continue our research on the impact of anti-vaccination movements on political systems. So I will look at different European countries, including Italy, where I will be based, uh, and see how anti-vaccination movements have uh, shaken up uh, political systems or influenced uh, political debates. Oh, that sounds super interesting. What kind of things are we going to be talking about on our podcast? So something that in the past we often encountered was that uh, anti-vaccination movements uh, became linked to, uh, at least uh, in the press, uh, to different far-right movements. But as we talked to different experts and uh, continued observing the scene, we saw that actually anti-vaccination movements have uh, left an imprint on a lot of different political ideas and ideologies. So we will take them apart and see how different political ideas and parties are interacting with the opposition to vaccination. Okay, that's interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And what else What else are we going to look at? So we will see, for example, uh, how these movements uh, interact with the far right and far left, but also how they overlap, as we have already started to look, with, uh, uh, with the opposition to the stance that Europe overall has been taking towards uh, helping Ukraine. And uh, we know that some people have been mobilized uh, in their opposition to COVID vaccination and then use this energy to oppose arming Ukraine or helping Ukraine resist uh, the Russian invasion. And of course, we will continue looking into disinformation, uh, misinformation and malinformation by these different actors. Okay, and I think it would also be interesting to look at um, anti-vaccination and how they not only interact with political ideologies, but also with other ideologies. 
um, for example, um, how do how do anti-vaxxers overlap if they do with the an ideology that calls itself uh, a movement that calls itself Extinction Rebellion? Just I would like to talk about how um, anti-vaccine views can be found um, in the crypto world. That's really fascinating, and I look forward to exploring this with you and with our listeners. As long as uh, you're in um, Italy, Diva, we're going to pause our newsletter. We will keep broadcasting the podcast every two weeks. Exactly. And you can also find us on social media, uh, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as The Inoculation. And also you can find us individually on Mastodon. That's right. And we hope you'll tune in.